Many people always ask, how do I actually help a narcissist? Like, how do I actually help them to get better or become self-aware or turn out like you, where you're starting to change different things and not be an abusive person? Like, how do I actually get this person to change and develop? Maybe you've already tried to do this. You've tried to help a narcissist change their ways and you find that it's like really fruitful. That it is like, it feels like there's no way to be able to move forward because it's like, this is uh, futile. This is frustrating. This is, this is not working out how I'd like it to actually work out. And you think you see a change. You hope to see a change. You even see a slight modification for a period of time. And then you're like, doesn't seem like it's working. Maybe you're wondering, is it even possible to support a narcissist's personal growth? What are some of the patterns of behaviors when you actually have that influence, when you actually help them move forward? I want to explore some of the complexities of helping a narcissist, what this actually looks like, the limitations that you may encounter, and how personal growth remains a powerful tool for change, but can narcissists access that? What does it actually look like? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. Been in therapy now for over two and a half years, going every single week of saying, hey, I need to work on this. And... Part of that journey has been unlocking a lot of different pieces of myself and how other people did or didn't help me along the way is what we're also going to talk about today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself... What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, when we dive into this piece of how to help a narcissist, you have to realize there's a lot of different ways that people have tried. There's a lot of different attempts people have tried to be able to help a narcissist, trying to get them into AA groups or trying to get them into therapy, trying to get them into anger management, into sex addiction intensives, into a bunch of different things. There's been a lot of different things that I've that people have tried to force me into of saying, hey, I think you need to do this. One was going to a sex addiction intensive and then realizing that that's not what I was addicted to, but I actually had narcissistic personality disorder and getting diagnosed, going through the whole process, all this kind of stuff. OK, it's natural for you to feel like you want to help the person that you love, like the people that you care about, even if they exhibit these narcissistic traits. The problem is a lot of times people try to do this and they start to be enabling to the other person. Now, enabling in the aspect of the narcissist saying, I don't know what to do. I need you to help me. I need you to be with me. And you're like, yes, that's great. Let's work on this together. And nothing changes. And so you keep trying. And nothing changes and you keep trying. But like, well, maybe I didn't do it the right way. Maybe I need to change this. And you need to understand that there's a big piece that is underlying narcissism that is deeply ingrained of patterns and habits that resist change, that don't want change to happen. Mainly because when change happens in a narcissist's life or in anyone's life, it has to come from a place of vulnerability and honesty. A lot of times people will try to get a person to change over and over and over again, trying to reason with them trying to offer support, trying to change their perspective. And then they get really frustrated because they don't actually see any real lasting change. Did this happen to you? Like, are you at this place where you're like, how do I actually get him to see that he's being abusive? How do I get him to see that he's a narcissist? How do I get him to see that he's hurting me with what he's doing on a day-to-day -day basis? It doesn't seem like he even wants to acknowledge it. 
Just because a lot of what goes on with narcissism is running away from this piece of shame. Of like, I don't want to acknowledge that what I just did was something that was hurtful or harmful to you. Because that would mean I would look bad. I can't look bad. So it has to be on someone else. Think of it this way. You might have a person who, where you're trying to reassure someone. You're trying to reassure a narcissistic person that they're loved and appreciated. You're like, maybe if I give them more love, if I give them more attention, if I give them this, it might help boost their self-esteem enough. But the problem is it's not going to fix their perspective. Because then he still goes out and cheats on, other, on you with other people. Like he still figures out how do I get this validation and attention from other people. He's still going to try to find these different venues, these ideas of like, let me actually be with other people because it doesn't matter how much love and appreciation you give to someone. If they don't have the mindset shift that has changed their life, they'll continue to do the same thing over and over because it becomes a habit. So a lot of times people are like, well, let's just get them into therapy. Let's just focus on them getting the work done. And the problem is you start to do that and you run into the issue of like, he says, I don't believe in therapy. Therapy's beneath me. Like who needs therapy? You're not a psychologist. Why should I need therapy? Therapy's never worked for me in the past. Like all these different excuses of saying like, no, I don't want to actually do this. Getting a person into any type of therapy might be a helpful step. The hard thing is sometimes you'll have a narcissist that will get into therapy, continue to lie to the person that they're interacting with in the therapy session, and not get any better, not have any lasting change. And you could get someone into cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectic behavior therapy that may address different aspects of narcissist behavior. The problem is when you get into this and when you start to push people into this, if it is not their choice and if it is not their desire to do so, it will be short-lived. I've had many examples of this happen in narcissistic relationships where finally he just breaks down. He's like, I'm tired of doing life your way. Like, I'm tired of trying to make this work. For me, I got into therapy. I went into EMDR therapy first, about six months. And then went into regular talk therapy, cognitive, th- cognitive behavior therapy, a lot of different pieces of it. Same therapist, but a lot of different modalities that we actually worked on. When I got into EMDR and then I did six months into regular therapy, then Kayla left. She left because even though I was in therapy, it wasn't producing a transformation in my life. I was still showing up as the abusive asshole. I was still showing up now with more awareness of what I was doing, but I wasn't changing what I was doing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This piece of just getting the narcissist into therapy is not enough. It will not make the person change. It will not transform your relationship or your marriage. You feel like it will and you hope that you will and you pray that it will. But the problem is if that person is unwilling to actually start the process of changing themselves, nothing will actually change. And you'll be stuck in a dead-end relationship with a lot of hope and potential but no actual reality going anywhere. This whole piece of getting to like the other person changing all stems from this baseline premise of honesty. And if there's no honesty there, nothing can actually move forward. 
Maybe you've gotten to the place where you've suggested, you're like, okay, well, let's at least go to couples therapy. Or he suggested, okay, I'm not going to do individual therapy, but we can do couples therapy because we have a communication issue, right? Because there's something wrong between us. When in reality, there's nothing wrong in, in the communication side. It's just this person is a narcissist and they're attacking you and they're gaslighting you and all these other abusive tactics. Like, yeah, communication is going to be a problem, but it's not the, it's not the root cause. So you might have a place where couples therapy gets suggested of like, hey, let's do this to address all the issues in the relationship. And oftentimes you might hope that the narcissistic partner that will be receptive to the feedback and work towards improving the dynamics. Problem is, I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone that has actually had successful couples therapy with a narcissist. Actual change, actual connection, actual growth. Because in that moment, the narcissist is exposed to you and to another person. Typically, they lash out, they rage out, they walk out, they gaslight, they do anything else that they can, then be wrong. We ran into this the first time I had an affair. We got sent to a Christian counselor. That all he did is over a period of time, I looked good. And my wife looked bad, even though I was the one that cheated. And so my wife walked away thinking that it was her fault that I cheated. When it had nothing to do with her. It had to do with me and what I wanted in the moment because I was just selfish. Didn't have anything to do with her not being a good enough wife or not looking a certain way or not acting a certain way or not doing certain things. Had nothing to do with that. But she believed that after going through the couple's therapy. Couples counseling. It was a Christian counselor. Don't advise going to therapy or to couples counseling with a narcissist. See, the reality of a narcissistic behavior, the reality of what's actually happening is like some of them might go to therapy. Some of them might appear open to change, but narcissistic behavior oftentimes involves a lot of deception and manipulation, trying to maintain a persona and maintain the relationship. Like it's essential for you to be able to understand that genuine change is not possible for anyone on this planet when it is built on lies and half-truths. If the person that is pretending to go to therapy is unwilling to be honest with the therapist, is unwilling to be transparent with you, there is nothing there to grow. There is nothing there to change. Trust is the foundation of a relationship, is the foundation of change. It took me a long time to be able to figure this out and to come to this conclusion that without vulnerability, I was never going to change anything in my life. Because I have to be willing to be able to open up and say, this is the shit that's inside that I don't like. And for a narcissist, that feels like death. That feels like impossible of like, I can't actually show that. But if there's no trust, there's no honesty, if there's no vulnerability, there's no hope for change. There's no growth because there's no foundation of looking at the truth. You may have someone that tries to improve on their relationship, improve in, improve in their teamwork, improve in what they're trying to show up. But behind the scenes, they continue to undermine you, take credit for your ideas, belittle you, push you down. That's not doing the work. That's not true change. That's not true transformation. You have to understand you cannot force a narcissist to change. You can only focus on your own personal growth, your well-being, your own development. By developing your awareness, by developing healthy boundaries, by developing how you actually nurture your positive mindset, positive relationships, you start to navigate some of those difficult interactions more effectively. But it has to do with you. 
doesn't have to do with him. It doesn't have to do with the toxicity. It has to do with how you're showing up over and over and over again. What would your life look like? How would your life be different if you stopped constantly trying to fix him? If you stop trying to fix the person that is not willing to see your viewpoint, that is not willing to acknowledge your feelings or your emotions, that is not willing to actually say, hey, I did this wrong. Will you please forgive me and have changed behavior? If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An apology without changed behavior is just manipulation. That's all it is. And this person might focus on a bunch of different things to like build up different pieces of themselves, but no true change is actually happening. You're like, you're just modifying different stuff so you can stay in the relationship. What would happen if you showed up differently? Not for your marriage, not for your kids, not to save it, not to save him, but for you. To constantly try to work on you, focusing on your own emotional resilience finding healthy sources of support, working on changing your mindset so that you are in charge of you and not all your time, energy, focus goes into another person. I'm not saying don't invest in other people. I'm saying don't invest from an empty person. Don't try to fill up a cup with an empty cup. You cannot work on someone else if you cannot work on you. The whole piece of like focus on your growth and development is the thing that is saving for your kids. Because then they don't just see you telling them to do stuff. They see you living it. You can't force a person to change. The only person that you can change is yourself. If you want help with that, if you want to start down that journey, you can click on the link in the bio to do Escape Toxicity, our seven-day challenge. Or you can work with me one-on-one inside of rawmotivations.com. Click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to see if you're a good fit for some of our communities, some of the people that we personally work with and coach with to help move them forward as quickly and efficiently as possible in their healing journey, in their growth mindset to maximize who they're actually called to be.